Caesarea Philippi is an amazing place. And it's the setting both for last week's gospel and for this one. High up in the Golan Heights, north of Galilee, it's a stone's throw from Syria and not that far from the border of Lebanon. The site is dominated by a huge cave emerging from the side of a mountain. The site was dedicated to the god Pan by the ancient Greeks, and you can still see the carved niches where they had their shrines. The area was enlarged and renamed by Herod's son Philip to honor Caesar Caesar Augustus and himself. As I read Matthew chapter 16, another character in the drama at Caesarea Philippi leapt up at me involving water. You see, like most things, there are two parts, fire and water. Fire, presence of God. Water, something else. That had carved out the cave. In those days, a cave was seen as a belly button of the earth, and any stream coming out of one was considered holy, which is why it's always been considered a sacred site. So there's more here than meets the eye involving that role of water. You see, in the stories of creation and the great flood, water was represented by the abyss, what we call chaos a place of extreme danger, immeasurable depth. Notice that you never read about ancient Israelites going to sea. They didn't like water. Plus, nobody knew how to swim, so it was a death sentence to fall in. Easy to understand why water was seen as a bottomless pit where evil spirits lived. Add to that, water coming out of a cave, huge deal. The source of the water is the 9,100-foot-high Mount Hermon in Syria, easily visible from there. An aquifer from its melting snow, water flows pure and peaceful from the cave. Before the Greeks or Romans claimed the site, ancient Hebrews called it Yor, their name for water. Eight miles south, a raging stream comes from the same source. Named after the tribe of Dan, it roars past an ancient sacrificial site. This is water from the Jor and water from the Dan. I've been a priest for 20 years, but didn't know until my first visit there that these two streams intersect to form the Jor-Dan River. The Jordan. How about that? That's, of course, where Jesus was baptized by John, where he first felt his call to ministry. And the Jordan flows into the Galilee, where Jesus spent most of his adult life. Great connections here. So I think the setting played a larger role in the story than we first imagined, and here's why. From that moment at Caesarea, all the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, writing their stories from hindsight, remember, begin to focus on Jesus' suffering and death. How do we know? Because they place a Christian witness on the lips of Jesus himself, not only affirming him as Messiah, but giving the specifics of how he was to die. This is a post-Easter story. 
Caesarea Philippi, the theological setting for Matthew, who was writing exactly what had, in fact, happened. Not only did Matthew affirm who the church believed Jesus to be, it was here at Caesarea Philippi that Jesus faced the abyss, the oh my God, the chaos that he would experience if he kept saying what he was saying and doing what he was doing, which finally led to his death by crucifixion. When threatened, as Rome was, power gets nasty. Foreshadowing in those Gospels also laid the groundwork for all that Jesus' suffering and death would eventually mean to the emerging church. The message? It is specifically in the midst of chaos that the man, Jesus, can bring order and peace, wholeness. The one whose spirit and approach to life can bring the same order and peace into our lives, our own world, our own time. If, if we take up our cross and follow, we have to and can face the chaos of our own lives. Now, note that none of us has to pick up and carry Jesus' cross, which was really I don't know if you know, the horizontal cross bar, the upright part already planted firmly in the ground, if not an actual tree with its limbs trimmed off. As Matthew affirms, it is in the process of following Jesus that you are challenged to pick up your own. Now, your own cross is personal, totally individual, and it's always something you don't want to face. It's kind of curious, you know, things will pop into mind, but at that moment, writing this homily, the story of Jonah and the whale popped into mind. At St. Andrews, I'd sometimes step into the pulpit in Galabea and Kafia, you know, the Middle East clothing, and become the person in the story. Somehow, that allowed me to ask questions, make statements in a personal way a rector can't do. You know the story. At the end of it, I had Jonah ask the congregation, So, where is your Nineveh? Up to your neck and chaos? Swallowed by your situation? Let me give you directions on how to find your own personal Nineveh. In bold letters, it's the place you don't want to go and know you need to, which keeps you running always in the opposite direction from where you'd find acceptance, integration, and find your own peace. Notice the context of the story. Water. Chaos. That fearful abyss down deep inside each human being that calls everything about you into question. And the antidote involves water, too. Baptism. There's a lot of stuff in here. The secret of that cross of yours, which you may have been avoiding for a long time, is the way through your chaos. 
with faith in God's acceptance and Christ's love, dare to pick it up. It is very heavy, so it's okay to put it down once in a while. If Jesus needed some help, Simon of Cyrene carrying his cross part of the way, I think it's all right for you to get help too. And since every person has his, her own cross, you may even set yours down to help another person once in a while. That can be instructive, give you some insight, perspective into your own cross. A trusted priest or counselor can help you face your cross with necessary honesty. Do treat your cross with respect. It's a deep part of you that needs a lot of loving care and healing and possible forgiveness. You may find this hard to believe, but when you allow yourself to experience its pain, passing through its psychological and spiritual trauma, you will find the joy of resurrection and peace inside. Amen.